Welcome to Lever Up Your Life. I'm Nate Barger. I went from prison time and bankruptcy to now owning over $200 million in real estate. I want to show you guys all the mistakes I made so you don't make the same mistakes. It's time you create massive wealth for yourself. Hey, guys. So, hey, thank you for joining in. I'm here with my best friend and brother. What's up, bro? Mike Ely, what man. Up, man. I don't this know the, if that handshake was right. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Let's it was do it. weird. There, there you, you go. go. There you go. Uh, I did a white handshake. You did a black, <laughs> and it was just kind of weird, man. So, um, hey, let's do the white. Do the hand. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Here's the white people handshake. Hey, how you doing, Larry? How you been? And Pretty. they won't let your hand go. You're like, damn it. All right, then here's here's you black got any sanitizer? Wait, wait, here's black handshake. What's up, what's up, what up? What up? What's going on, man? Why am I here today? Hey, man. So you are here today because I have a favor to ask. What's the favor? Would you do a podcast with me? Why not? I wanted you to be the very first person on my podcast. Man, okay? I feel honored, bro. Thanks, man. Well, we already shot some, but you're gonna be, <laughs> when it comes out, you're going to be number one, okay? So, but that's because your schedule, you were too busy. Um, but now I'm honored to have you on, man. And you have made a huge impact in my life. Mm -hmm. And guys, listen, man, I think everybody has to find that one person in life that helped them kind of navigate and change their path. Mm -hmm. And Mike, for me, that was you. Man. Because you're the first person that I met that wasn't really a drug dealer or in the streets <laughs> or trying to get over on people. Yeah. And so I remember it, man. Like, you was so young. You were 29. I was. You was 29. And I met you, and I, I still got pictures, and I was uh, like, I was driving wow. a Toyota Corolla. No, I didn't even have that yet, did I? Yeah, yeah I you did. Had, you had a Corolla. And we was balling. You know, I was still selling drugs. I was like, and then I was like, this dude's so cool. He knows so much. I was like, why is he driving this Toyota? And so so why were you driving? I remember you. Getting it, like, well, that's all I could afford. Well, at least no, in my mindset. Lost I lost everything. Yeah, that's all I could afford at the time. And, uh... Matter of fact, I had just bought a car. So my car almost got repo. My car almost got repo. And then right before I was about to get repo, it got totaled out. I had it parked <laughs> on my car. This was the luck I was having. The car got totaled. And it was like joy and fear at the same time. Cause I remember I was in the I was in my shower and I heard this and I was like, oh my God, that's my car. I know it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, that's my car. Did you have full coverage? I had limited coverage, but it was somebody else and, and they had insurance? Yes. Thank oh, that's, God. That's cool. I literally went out there. I was like, Are you okay, bro? And he was like, Oh, I was like, Are you drinking? He was like, No. I was like, Great, I'll be right back. I'll get you some water. Um, but yeah, no, man, I remember they totaled my car and I ended up getting, they paid my car off and I ended up getting like a thousand dollars back. Wow. So I took that thousand dollars <laughs> and I bought a new car. Well, a used car. I bought my sister-in-law's car. It was an Acura Integra. It was like a little four door. I remember that. And I didn't have that car for, I don't know, a couple of weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm driving up the street. And I remember I, I, I'm driving in this lane and the guy cuts in front of me, smashes me, right? Wow. Tows the car out. I don't even have a car. But the great thing is I had the car insured for more, so I ended up getting another check for 21. But in the so process- uh, you, you, you was getting money with this I was, insurance. I was, grow, I was growing, but I ended up getting arrested that day. Got arrested, man? I yeah, never so know you yeah. got arrested, man. Well, so. I thought I was the only one who got arrested. Real estate life can be hard, son. So, you know, when I was losing everything. My wait, wait, wait. Losing everything? Yeah, I was losing okay, everything. Okay, you're losing everything. I thought you grow. You got hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate. You telling me you didn't grow up wealthy? I didn't. Uh, no. I, I saw my mom and dad had They had a $100 bill sitting on the dresser one time. And I thought that was big money. Yeah. Like, yeah, But I yeah. knew. I didn't know anybody that had big money. We knew. We knew some successful people, uh, but not necessarily financially. Um, they might have been well off. Like, I knew a lot of higher-end middle class, I guess that's what you want to call it. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that probably were making three hundred, four hundred thousand 400000 a really? year. You knew those type of people? Yeah, but, you know, that was that was many. Most of the people I knew were principals, right? Yeah, yeah. They were making 80 to 90 grand, you know. Like, I don't think they were making 80 to 90 grand back then. Principals. <laughs> this back in the 80s you're talking about. Yeah, well, I, I thought hey, they principals, were... Principals, was y'all making 80 or 90 back then? 
So, but uh, but th- that day, so when, when I was losing everything, they foreclosed in my house. And back when they were foreclosing, I don't know if you remember, they had they were not transferring the deed of the properties out of those people's name after they foreclosed because yes. there was such a big yes. title backup yes. that they couldn't transform. And people were getting fined so much. They was like, well, we'll just leave it. So the bank, the bank instead of foreclosing, taking out of your name, would just keep it in your name. Let they you foreclosed. get all the fines. Yes. And then when they found a buyer, they would just sell it. That's so exactly that's what, what happened to you. And so I got all them fines. Wait, wait, wait. Boom. Corey gets hit, gets wrecked. You're probably like, I don't know. And then they come and arrest you? So all these cars, you know, I'm sitting in an accident and I'm sitting there waiting and then like four or five police cars pull up. And I've been sitting here for a minute. I was like, dude, this, that's a lot of police cars, man. It's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's so good. I said, okay. And then five's like, man, when can we go, man? He was like, "Uh, about one more minute. And then so I stand up or something. He said, Mr. Ely. I said, yeah, please put your hands behind your back. I said, what's going on? And he slapped the handcuffs. I was like, mama. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, I ain't meant for jail, baby. I ain't meant for jail. So so, so what was the charge? Basically, I had all these fines. And so I had to borrow money for a lawyer because I was going to go to court. And my buddy was like, boy, you better not go to court (laughs) with all these fines, man. You ain't you black, bro. You ain't getting out of that. So I borrowed 300 bucks and I'll never forget. I got uh, Rodney. Wait, 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 wait. You got a lawyer for 300? A 300. As but a favor. But were making 80,000. <laughs> I think your math is a little bit. I knew, I knew him. He went in. He knew I didn't have any money. He did it as a favor. And 300 bucks. And I ended up getting probation instead of jail. Probation for something you didn't even do. I didn't even. And I had documentation showing. You got railroaded, man. I had documentation showing that they foreclosed on my property at this date. Yeah. So I'm no longer responsible for this. Yep. Yep. But they was like, I don't care. Wow. Really? Yeah. I'll never What judge was that? If you're watching, you guys are wrong, man. That's why you need to vote. To get the right judges get in. Get the right judge. No, I, I, I should not. get enough money, you don't even have to worry about voting. You just have to throw fundraisers for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I took, um, I ended up going to probation like one or two times and they told me I never had to come back again. But, you know, but that was, that was, so man, that was that, stressful. That, now, so you lost everything. I should have quit at did that, that time. Did that deter you from wanting to do real estate? Uh, it made me question it <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, like I went like literally like literally Nate I got evicted out of my own home I'm getting arrested wait 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 wait. how do you get evicted out of your own home who did that uh, well I was losing everything and they were foreclosing on my house and so then I was staying there I worked the deal out but then I still didn't have any money coming in so I couldn't pay the rent after I structured the deal hold on so you were renting from your LLC. And no, so you no, didn't no. Pay your LLC. I you saw, were that, so, so I end up selling the house as a short sale. Oh, okay. And then the new owner ended up renting it back to me. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. But I didn't even have enough money to pay them. <laughs> you didn't work out a few months free. Look, I, I don't know what I worked out, but I know I had to go. Oh, man. And, and then I was couch surfing. Um, and I couldn't live with my sister because she ended up having where I slept at on the couch. Mm-hmm. The the radiator was leaking for a while, and nobody knew that. And I started getting sick, and it really? was mold. Oh, so then I had to go find another place to live because we didn't have nowhere to fix it. So I tore it out for her, but we didn't know. I didn't know anything about the mold back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was couch surfing, you know, kind of homeless, and, mm-hmm. and ended up moving back home with my mom and dad. And that's when I met you. Yes. That's when I met you. And I just, I, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's so smart. Yeah. I was like, why is he, he he's real frugal. He's driving the Toyota Corolla. Yeah, because I was broke. He doesn't even have hubcaps. <laughs> <laughs> but like he's really grinding no but I was grinding and I was still giving like here's here's the crazy thing I can't remember time but I kept giving even though I didn't have any money giving where to who I gave to my church that was the first yeah, one it was about your giving your church because your, your father was a pastor yeah, yeah. so, my, so you, that was faith 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. They was, I remember they was like, you tithe, and if you tithe, it'll come back a hundredfold. And I was like, okay, I'm trusting you guys. It's a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but then I heard about first fruits. Yeah. It was like, dude, if you give me first fruits, I mean, I was like, what the, what's first fruits? It was like, you give the whole check, the entire check. I was like, not a tenth. Now, did your dad tell you that? No, my dad oh, okay. didn't tell me. I didn't share this with nobody. And I was like, because your dad I, used to just take your money. <laughs> I was like, I'm afraid to do this, man. Because I was like, I don't want to tell anybody. That's embarrassing, right? I was afraid to tell. Like, I'm giving my check to the Lord. <laughs> like, hey, you know, people we grew up there. Man, that's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> <laughs> hey, exactly. you know who I'm talking. You know, y'all know who I'm talking about. So, so I end up, I end up, I end up getting a check. It was my first time I made money in months, probably years, because I was living off rent, and that's another story. So it was my first check, fifteen hundred bucks. I ain't made that much money in a, a year or so. Wow! Right. So I took that fifteen hundred dollars, and I gave it to the church, and then right before my eyes, it started multiplying. I couldn't believe it. It was like. I gave the check. I said, Dad, here's this. I want to give this to the church. And he was like, what? He was like. Hey, hey, hey. he said, boy, you stupid. Give me that check. <laughs> and so he said, well, you know what? We're going to match it. I was like, I'm going to use this money, and I'm going to fix the part of the church because the church kept flooding in the hallway. And I was about 15. It was about, I don't know how much it was. It was about 1500 So then my dad was like, well, we're going to match it. And I want you to fix the other side and manage these guys to do it as well. So that 15 immediately in front of my eyes turned to 13. I mean, 3,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I didn't think nothing about it, right? I was just walking around here broke. And then then three weeks later, I don't even remember how it happened, but I ended up closing a deal and I netted 10 grand. Wow. And I was like, ever since then, I started giving. Because I was yeah. like, it's come. It was all about principles. Now, what about that ten grand was that a deal we did? Because I know I met you. It probably was. I man. met you. We were just, flipping stuff. You, you and, had just. I had a car wash, and you, man, you. I, man, I, I, I had two full I heard some of your stories about the car wash, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us the story. I heard about the lady came through. Oh my gosh! And your guy was, was telling me about it, and the lady had the Cadillac. She was rejoicing. So, she just made she, her last she, payment. She just made her last payment on this car wash. And I so, mean, on, on her Cadillac. On her Cadillac, Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She paid her last payment on this Cadillac. I mean, it was like a 78, like the big boy. <laughs> like, you know, grandpa rolling like you in a, a, a big couch roller coaster, right? Yeah, yeah. And they bring the car through, and she's, oh, I'm finished paying this, and da, da, da. No, she had one more payment. Yeah, one more she had payment. one more payment. And it got to the end. And the guy was dr- leaning on it. I said, hey, man, whatever you do when you dry the car off, because we'll do it kind of in that bay. Whatever you do, just don't lean on it too much, right? Well, next thing you know, I hear all this commercial, com- commotion. I'm like, Mike, Mike, Mike. I'm so what's going on? And I run out. My man's foot stuck <laughs> in the car, in the seat belt, oh. and he's getting dragged down the hill, and this Cadillac is pulling it. I was like, man, what are you doing? Get out. And so I ran oh. up and pulled him off, and then the car, and now look, we're on Redding Road, so that's one of the most busiest streets in Cincinnati. Yeah, yep, yep. I mean, just ridiculously busy in Evendale. Mm-hmm. Highway 42, actually. Yep, yep, US Route 42. And so it goes out, and I'm like, oh, snap. And I was like, well, at least it'll stop because it'll hit that curb and bounce back. <laughs> well, it hit the curb, and it, it did just like that. It did boom, and it bounced back. And it was like it picked up more momentum, and it went right <laughs> over, straight over here. And we were right across from a driving range, and the car went straight down this hill, drove right through the net, and people was hitting golf balls at the driving range. And y'all hear a ping, ping, ping. <laughs> And uh, oh, man. yeah, that was the days at the car wash. So and so here's the funny part. Here's the the line. The little boy looks back at his mom and says, "Mom, you still gonna make that last payment?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man! 
So nah, man. I, I mean, humble beginnings, man, was broken. So so, so you lost a car wash. I lost two car washes. Two car washes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling me, Nate, we got an escrow. And I said, what's escrow? You said, man, I had a car wash. <laughs> I didn't know it rained for 64 days. I didn't have no escrow. I didn't have no money. And yeah, so escrow. so you know how your mom always tell you to save for a rainy day. Yep. Um, well, when you're doing real estate or any deal, you should be escrowing, setting reserves aside. And if I would have set escrow reserves to set aside, I probably would still be doing that car wash, right? Mm. Because um, I had money set aside when when you know car wash revenue was down, or 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 to pay certain bills annually. And you know, with, with that was funny when we were doing multi units. We we had one of our partners. We were making all this cash flow. We we still weren't reserving, but I said yeah, we yeah, need. Yeah. I did reserve. For certain items, yep. like for turnovers, we did, mm-hmm. but we didn't reserve for insurance for or taxes. Hot water tank that was gonna break right. or whatever. Yeah, we put a little bit to turn it over for not for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The taxes but, came. We just ain't get a check that month. <laughs> That's exactly. The month, we or two months, one or two months, we just weren't gonna take a distribution. Yep, yep. But now we learned that every month you just what they call it really accrual, right? Mm-hmm. But actually escrow. Even though I'm not really a crew, I'm literally putting funds set aside so that we can manage it properly. And, you know, that's one people don't fail to do, man. They they keep just taking from the asset. Literally, we set a budget for distribution, taxes, yeah, 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 insurance, yeah. maintenance, and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Because if not, as we've done it before where we went, where we was like we were in shambles. We wouldn't manage correctly. Yeah, but one of the things that we learn, too, now, and a lot of people... I know they say this to you and me. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, you know, you're only making $300 a month off that property. That's 12 months. It's 3600 What happens when the air conditioner goes out, right? Yeah. So when we buy the property, what are we doing? We're doing the capital expenditures. We're doing the renovations up front. So when we go and we see the roof potentially needs to be replaced or we see a furnace that this older. Yeah. We budget for that from the very beginning. So that's part replace. of the investment because that money's yes. sitting in the account. Yeah. And that way, guys, this is how you do it. And they and they call and say, "Oh my God, uh, the furnace broke." You're like, "So what? Put a new one in." Yeah. Like, there's no anxiety. There's it's it's part even, of the yeah. Even if way. you don't replace it from the very beginning, you should have set funds set aside for when it breaks. Yep. Yep. And but that's what we do. That's one of the basic things. You know, when people do single family homes. A lot of times they don't budget for turnovers. They don't budget for the taxes. Mm-hmm. They don't budget for capital. But expense. you know why? Because I look at a lot of people's stuff. I'm like, if you budget in a way you're supposed to, you would never do the deal. Right? That is and that's like, fair. If the market turns, I'm I, like, look, you don't need the market turn. You're already doing a bad <laughs> deal. You know, the market going to beat you up anyways. Well, that's why we never did marginal deals. That's why we never did because marginal deals. the reason why we we didn't do marginal deals, we knew that there could be a correction cycle or we could make a mistake, or so we wanted to be worth our time. We've done deals where we felt they were good, but when we walked away, me, you, we, we it was a net of ten grand mm-hmm. or nine grand, and we split it up. But hell, for four months of work. We only made three thousand dollars, which was like a thousand a month or yeah, less yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah. And so and maybe we doing a couple at a time, but it wasn't no money. But yeah, but I'm it was just a start. And I have to sell drugs no more. Absolutely. I and then that. you know, so when I first met you, I felt like I was looking for something different, but I couldn't even meet anybody. Like I was literally going to these Scarlet Oaks and taking these classes on how to invest my drug money in stocks or whatever. Like literally, man. And mm-hmm. they didn't even know. I'm asking them like. Hey, well, what if you know it's a good start? And it just people don't know, man. Even teachers, a lot of times. No, so, it's like it's like doctors, man. Just because you're a doctor, don't mean you're a great doctor. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I know multiple realtors uh, that's been in the business, and they don't know the the skill sets of investing in properties or this. They just know how to write a contract. Mm-hmm. And potentially, hopefully, know if that's a, a really bad deal or not. Yes, yes. But but understanding the market, understanding the cycle, every realtor doesn't understand that. Mm-hmm. So when I met you, you come over to my house. I'm living over there by Hooters, and I remember, <laughs> and I was just like, man, I love this guy. And then he kept saying, he kept pulling up in his car, right? And I was like, man, he 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 too knowledgeable. And then I realized you lost everything, but mm-hmm. I knew he was gonna get it back. And um. 
you know, I was like, you kept, you seen that Range Rover I had. You was like, man, I really like that. I really like that. And the third time, I think it was maybe the third time I was through the keys. Yeah. I said, man, man, just take it, man. Pay me for it when you get the money. You was like, how am I going to pay you? I was like, man, if you're going to be rolling with us, we're going to make all kinds of money. <laughs> and you was like, how? And I was like, I don't know yet. No, that was, well, but that was. we figure it out. That was that was one of the great things that attracted me to you and, and Jim, our other crazy nut yeah, yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but Jim, like, <clears throat> we would come up with stuff and then just make it happen. Like, I remember I was like, man, you, I'm going to call you, your name is Peter now, or you the rock. We're going to build this church on it, man. And, and, and so with that, like, you were just like, let's just do it. And I'm like, how are you going to do it? And you're just like, we'll figure it out. Like, I remember we would go to properties and you probably shouldn't do it, but we couldn't get in. I was like, there's no way we get in. And you will always find a way to get in. And it was like, that just, those little triggers start increasing the faith of just doing anything, right? I know it's uh, corny, but like. No, it's not corny. It's all mindset. It was like, man, we getting in this building. I was like, dude, everything's locked. Next thing you know, man, give me the credit card. And I was like, man, that only works in the movies. And there it goes. We're in the building. And then, uh, but always. And so what, what, what I started learning was like, man, you just can't take no for an answer. That's right. You, you know, right. that's not going to work. You keep working until it's done. And that's what, you know, I also share like, you will never win if you quit. So with tenacity, with consistency, with persistence, if you keep driving forward, eventually you will be there. And so we're simply just getting into a building. Yes. Change perspective. Like you start, once you start having these small successes, right, then things start to be a reality. Like, well, mm -hmm. well if I just did that, I can do this. And mm -hmm. I can do that. And then we did that. Like, man, with these small successes, well, we did that. Well, surely we can start doing bigger deals. Yep, yep. And and then we got kind of pushed in that direction where I was like, man, I we were doing DNF properties. Yeah. And I never forget, I'm down in the West End before it's the West End, right, and over the Rhine. And man, my staff was getting robbed. Guests literally accidentally accidentally were being shot at. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I was down there. And, and I had kids, and they were three and four at the time. And it was at that moment, I was like, yeah, this is good money. I mean, we were cash flowing, and I, I would cash flow for two or three builders, making 60, 70 grand, and then I'll do one or two flips a year because I was too better. grand a year. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so. You came a long way from that $1,500 check. A long way. Three months, yeah. yeah. And so at that point, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And that, and that would have been, what, about 08, 09? Something like that. And then that's when I called you. I was like, Mike, pouring my heart out to you. I'm like, Mike, man, I'm in <laughs> trouble, man. I'm losing everything. You know, I got all this debt. But really, man, I had equipment debt. I had the restaurant, the industrial building, the, uh, mm -hmm. all the kitchen equipment. I had all this other finance stuff. I had a junkyard. I was all over the place, man. Yeah. Real estate did well, though. Yeah. My residential. But I had to call you. I was like, man, I know Mike dealt with this before. I remember he lost everything. <laughs> and I started telling you everything. And you start kind of laughing, man. And I was like, but well, why were you laughing when I was telling you all the stuff I was going through? Man, it, it, it was funny because I was like. <laughs> it wasn't funny to me. It was funny. I'm sorry, man. It was funny because you saw what was in front of you. Yes. I saw what was about to be behind you. Mm. And and I saw all the opportunities that we were going to leverage off of this. Opportunities. So me failing creates opportunities. Oh, absolutely. You guys hear this? What kind of opportunities are they? I mean, and when you fail, that's when you learn the most. And so from failing, you educate yourself and you grow. So, so many things happen in that one moment that mm -hmm. I was laughing mm -hmm. about. I saw opportunity to do short sales and buy these assets that weren't performing and buy them out at, at a deep discount. And it happened at the perfect time. We were going into a great recession. Yes. Banks yes. were like giving stuff away. And this is where I wanted to be. I wanted to own mortgage notes, non-performing notes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is the amazing opportunity mm -hmm. right now. And that's why I was laughing. I was like, dude, we about to go to the bank. And literally, I went and negotiated all your notes. And well, I, rem I remember the one. Hold on. 
So this was me and Mike. We on the phone. <clears throat> I had a building. I remember I borrowed one hundred fifty thousand from our good investor Jim yes, Ricks, who yep. passed away unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went and got a, a, a um, one hundred fifty thousand back. Now I bought that place for ninety eight thousand. I put twenty thousand in. So we were burring back then. We didn't even know it. Yes, so I borrowed yeah. one hundred fifty thousand from the investor. I was in for one twenty. I got thirty thousand cash out. Right now. Went back to the bank and told them I just wanted to pay off the rate and term, which was the 150. They didn't know I already took 30 grand out. Yeah, that's right. So they redid it, sent him his check back. And he said, oh, man, I'm having a bad day. <laughs> I said, well, Jim, well, did you get your check? He said, yeah, that's why I'm having a bad day. I was really enjoying the interest. And my mind was thinking, poverty mindset was, man, he won his money back. He didn't want his money back. He wanted the interest. That's right. That's so right. that's when I was like, ding, ding, ding. I was like, we can place all kinds of money. But ultimately... Protected investor got him his money back. Yeah. But when everything was falling down, I was like, man, I might as well get rid of this too. Right. Mm. And so Mike came in and I remember we called the bank. Mike said, I just want to buy a mortgage note. Right. Mm-hmm. Mortgage note was for 150000 Yeah. And uh, she said, okay, what do you want to offer him? Mike's, this all I hear. I'm on the phone with him. He goes, uh, let me see here. I got the number somewhere. Uh, $52,481.76, all I can give you, man. <laughs> and um, she says, to my surprise, we'll take it. <laughs> and then we got off the phone. I was like, man, I was like, man, how'd you come up with that? He was like, I just had a piece of paper in. I was like, how'd you come up with that number? He was like, oh, I just seen it in a movie. <laughs> it worked. I still got that property today. That property's worth like 600000 Right? So... Mike was right. He said he didn't see what was, he said he didn't see what was about to be behind me. He saw what was about to be in front of me. So we went on a tangent, man, because you pushed me and I pushed you. Absolutely. And all we did was kept pushing each other. And there was nobody else, man. Like if it was just money, I probably would have just been doing something else. But with you, man, I just love working with you, man. Oh, we have a great time. We have a great time. We don't worry about money. I ain't worried about you screwing me or you. It doesn't even matter. You know, that, that that was one of the great things you know, I learned that, but I learned that from you guys. Like when you grow up and you don't have money, you're kind of afraid to lose it. Well, fortunately I lost everything. Mm -hmm. So that allowed me to be comfortable. Like me and you both were in the back. You were in the hole. I don't yeah. know if you shared your story about how you were oh, in the yeah, hole. Yeah, solitary confinement. You were yeah. solitary. How long were you down there? Thirty days. Pitch black, right? No, nah, it wasn't pitch black. Okay, not pitch black. All but right, you couldn't just, open it. There you go. But 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 you know they come in and 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 so you just in this room all day. There's nothing you can do. You you can make a decision. I may either be happy or mad. And one day, God came to me in the mm-hmm. hole, and He said, "What does happiness look like to you?" I said, man, I want some women. I want a red Ferrari. I want some alcohol. I was still drinking at the time. Mm. And then he said, what if I told you you could be happy in here? I said, man, I didn't say, you're crazy, God. I said, man, talk to me. He said, well, it's a decision that you can make, right? Mm -hmm. And you can make a decision to be happy. And that was in 1996. And every day I wake up, I'm happy. I haven't haven't woke up. With a bad day since, because I made a conscious decision that I'm going to be happy today. And see, that's the advantage for us. We were fortunate enough to be in these situations. Like when I lost everything, I realized I was like, it's really not that bad. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, as long as you got your health and and you got a couple of friends and Mm -hmm. if you don't, it's still okay. You got family. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. And remember, would Jim Rixey, our investor, end up giving us millions of dollars? Um, but I remember there was a moment, and Mike called it. I didn't understand it, but he said, he was like, you know the problem, Jim? The reason you're always anxious and worried? He said, because you never lost everything. You don't know what it feels like. He was like, it's not that bad. It's not the end of the world. But we knew it. Like, that's not forever. That's just for a moment. It's a, it's only, it's, it's a moment and that you can move past uh, no, that, that was amazing. Like that one thing I wish Jim did. And like, unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, we had older friends that passed away. Yeah. We had some lived up to 83, lived a life. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. some 50, 60, didn't live the life and had money. And I think that's why we enjoy our life even more because we was like, you're not taking this money with you. Yeah. Yeah. Jim had dreams of doing other stuff. 
And he wouldn't even go buy. He bought him a freaking Prius, and he wanted a Maserati. I said, "Man, go buy you a Maserati." Well, he wanted a Ferrari too, right? Whatever, it didn't matter. I mean, he said twenty five thousand a month in passive income. He 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 had easily had five or six million with us at any given time. Yeah. So literally, he could have bought that car. Could have bought whatever he wanted. He never. But but look, I'm not saying it's about the cars. I mean, it's about enjoying life. About what you told me a long time ago. He said, the, you, you was at a conference. You said, the money doesn't really, the money just gives me options. Absolutely. That's it? Options are everything. Hey, hey it's like when I was when I was broke. First yeah. class or coach, sir? <laughs> um, uh, in between. Hey, no, it, uh, for me, I remember when I was, I was broke or I had the car wash. When I had no money, it was Bud Light or Paps Blue Ribbon, right? <laughs> or, 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 or shoulder steak. <laughs> when I had money, I was drinking Heineken's and Corona's and ribeye. So that's when you pour, when you really, it's, it's defining what kind of meal you're having. Yeah, no. And, and then so, man, you know, we would go on and we was wholesaling properties. And then what really me and you, where we started making money was we came across a 48 unit, right? This when I was still bankrupt. Mm-hmm. I was still bankrupt. He was helping me through all that. Mm-hmm. And we came across a 48 unit and we bought it for, remember, 220000 Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, no, it was yeah. 240000 We had it under contract. Oh, you're talking about the 48 unit. Yeah, Oak Harbor. Yeah, 240000 We had it under contract, yeah. right? Was that, so, that was our first deal we netted a million? Yeah, that was the first deal that we did. We netted a million dollars on. And um, that one, two forty. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we put a thing in there where we could do the taxes. We could claim yep. the taxes because we we're like, man, they paying twenty eight thousand a year in taxes. We're about to get these taxes lower because they had an assessment. Absolutely. Over a million. So we got that. And then we had to put like a hundred and one hundred and sixty in it. Yeah. But the day we went over there, the realtor we went in there with, he was panicking because there was rain coming through. <laughs> The third floor. Again, again. And then you were we... just looking at it. I was like, man, that's a couple of sheets of drywall. But he's panicking. I'm like, oh, man, you had to call the bank, man. It's terrible. And he's shooting videos. Man, they gave us $20,000 off for a couple of sheets just of drywall. Just some drywall. What, what? because. Go ahead, go ahead. All because, ahead. you know, he, he, he reacted and lost. So that deal there, you wanted to wholesale. But I was like, no, nah, we can keep it. We I can remember it, guys. Like, like, but that's, that's about vision. That's where we came in. Like. I was simply ready to give that up. We bought it for two. We were all in for two twenty, roughly, and we could have wholesaled it that next day for four hundred, five hundred yeah, yeah, grand, yeah. right? Because yeah, yeah. back then we didn't really understand. We didn't do any CCIM. We wasn't we really do cap rates or, or anything like that or cash flow, because we were looking. We saw the auditor where we saw people that had paid one two, one three, one five. Yeah. We was like, what? Idiot. Hey, we're there. Like, they're stupid. They must be from California <laughs> or New York, right? Because, hey, man, we just. I love, I love, by the way, we love you from Cali and New guys, York. guys, man. But I understand. Back then, we didn't understand you guys. So, <laughs> you know, we didn't understand. I still don't cash understand. Cash, cap rates, and everything. Now, nah, we can go to part two. We can do okay. two parts. So, okay. it's, that's lead that up to them to do. You got mm-hmm. time on the camera still? Okay. Huh? Okay. But we had 30 minutes. <clears throat> All right. 33. Okay. All right. So we could do two parts. If yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. We'll put a couple more minutes okay. and then we'll get out of so, 15 more minutes. Yeah. All right. So then, you know, um, that so, deal. So what did you learn most from Oak Harbor? I learned most out of Oak Harbor that, um, that 10, that, that we bought that unit for two, $3,000 a unit. Mm-hmm. That when they hit $10,000 a unit, we thought that was a lot. Yeah. That really wasn't a lot. Well, you know what else we got from Oak Harbor still to today? What's that? We have 11 acres over there. We carved off and kept yeah. that 11 acres and made a million dollars on it. But I think the thing I learned most was we learned a lot. Because what happened was this. There were only nine tenants in there. Yeah. Right? And I and I and, eight, and, I, and I, the thing I learned the most was don't make dumb bets, right? Yeah. So I bet Mike. I said, okay, Mike, uh, listen, man, <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna renovate all these units, and like a whole twelve units didn't even have any plumbing, and drywall was ripped out. Right. And this was February 26th. I think we closed on it, right? Mm-hmm. And then I said, you lease it up, and I'm gonna take care of the construction. Well, Mike brought one. You brought one person in, and they leased the whole building. Yeah. For two years. So I had to have everything ready by April the 15th. So those of y'all telling me I got to finish it. Look, we had 30 something units we had to do and we ain't had no money. We're doing it on a budget. And And then when you say that, we got got it done or didn't we? So, yeah. So, so two things. 
one, we was like, I was like, how am I rent this thing? And we need to see neighborhood. So thought bigger. You know what? I'll go to an agency and yeah. an agency rent the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Two, I learned after managing and owning for a while, don't be cheap. Mm-hmm. Fix everything. Well, fix what needs to If you can afford to, because we, we technically could afford to, but fix it now up front if you yeah, can yeah, or yeah. budget for it. Because like, there were things like the cabinets. We saved a ton of money not replacing it, and I don't regret it. Yeah. But I but do regret it. another 40 or 50,000. And replace them. Because what happened was you we you, we were pulling off cabinets and they were leaking, right? The the, the P-trap was leaking or something, something wasn't. And if we were to replace it, we would have saw that. We would have replaced it, fixed it, and all that. But what happens, you're in the middle. You got a fully occupied building. And then you want to go in and replace it at that point. Mm-hmm. Now you disrupted the tenant. Then if you're not escrowing properly, you ain't got no money or they don't even have it in stock. Mm-hmm. So now you disrupted the tenant's lifestyle, yep. which then they call in and fussing at you. Yep. Just a management headache. If you would have just went and fixed it right then and there. Yep. Yep. So, so now when we get something, I like to fix all that stuff. Yeah, just do it. it. Now we just, got the money. Hey, the, the roof's leaking. Well, how's the roof? You know, I don't know. Well, man, just replace it, man. I ain't yeah. dealing with that. Replace it. It's so, done. So which right and you now, can enjoy your cash flow. We have a Hampton Inn. Roof was leaking. Man, just replace it, right? Yeah. And then so that's kind of even after we sold that deal and made that million dollars, right? You always want to do a brand new Escalade. That's right. But even after we got that, he was like, we were selling properties, making money. We was making mm-hmm. a lot of money, mm-hmm. Mike. Mm-hmm. He was like, nah, I ain't ready. I ain't ready. I ain't ready. He was driving that 04 Honda Accord that you had. <laughs> bought an 04. 06. This is still 06. 06. Okay, this is 10 years later. Yeah, Eight years later. Right. You still driving it, man. What drove you to say, you know what? I ain't ready yet. Why weren't you ready? Because I know you wanted that truck. I wanted, I wanted so much money in reserves, first of all. Two, I didn't want to take a loan out. I wanted to pay cash. Mm-hmm. And three, people I surrounded myself by weren't on jewelry and and cars. They were on assets that you, you, were producing you told me that income. One time. You said, Nate, all the people I know that got a lot of money driving Toyota Camrys. Yeah. All the people I know that's broke is driving these big cars. Right? <laughs> yeah. All the people I knew were broke. They had the brand new car yep. and all the nice clothes. Yep. Yep. The people that I know for a fact one broke. They can go buy whatever. They had a nice ass house, a little car, and did tons of vacations. Yep, yep. And so, I was just like, man, something ain't right. And then when they did a deal, matter of fact, Moeller McGraw was mm, one of, one mm, of the guys mm. I looked up. They were. When they do a deal, I know for a fact they just netted 250 grand. Yep. And I know for a fact they did it probably four or five times in one year. Yep. Yep. Every time they met money, they would probably take between them, they'll take 30,000 out, like 15 grand for themselves to pay their bills for the next couple of months. And then they jump dumped all the money back in to do another deal. And they just kept growing and growing. And now, like, most of their deals, they're paying cash. And then they go back and refinance. I mean, they, they it's a grind. I mean, and, and they're comfortable with that because that's what they do. But they found their niche. You know, they like yeah, to do this. They but, like but, to, but for me and you, we always, it, it wasn't, I, I, I'm going to say it wasn't the money. If it was the yeah. money, we would have just kept doing. It was more of a challenge. And so We wanted to keep growing. Me, yeah. You came to me. And this was after you were down in... And over know, the Rhine, the West End. Nope, nope. This is when you was down in Atlanta with, with your friend that played football. All that too, and, yeah. And you was down there with the guy, and you said, hey, man, how's your hotel doing? And oh, he said, yeah, which yeah, one, yeah, Mike? Yeah. I own 70 hotels. He was like, <laughs> no, this, oh. is a, this, is what, this is what it was. I never forget. He was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, Raj, man, um, about to do my first hotel project. And like, yo, man, how's it going? Like, I know you own like two or three, like you own the, now look, and I'm saying two or three, yeah, yeah. these are big hotels. It's the yeah, W, w yeah. which 300 rooms. He owned two W's I knew of, and he had just built this new hotel. W's like a thousand rooms, ain't it? Some of them, yeah. three to 500, yeah, yeah. but it don't matter. It was three to 500 rooms. And then he just built this other hotel. 
another, not, uh, I mean, a true high rise hotel, 20, 30 something floors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's like, no, Mike, I own seven D rooms. I was like, seven? I was like, 70 rooms? He was like, no, 70 hotels. And he was all branded across the country. And I saw their lifestyle. And then I kept meeting more and more people that were doing hotels. Now, don't get me wrong. I know plenty of people doing apartments, and they look great. They have a great. But No, 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 Mike. That ain't what you told me. They, you, you, you I'm going to take, like, take it down. Like, But they look like they stressing a little bit. Yeah. They had yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they had a different. But my hotel guys, they had a little swag. They were dressed nice. They had car. And, like, they lifestyle. They, like. They just had this attitude like life is easy. Life mm-hmm. is good. And no matter what happened, I was like, I need that. Like, I'd never forget. I saw some guys getting out of a truck one day. That's why I wanted to get to escalate. It was like in slow motion. It was, yeah, these, yeah, yeah. It was these white guys getting that. out. It was at the airport. And they got out of this escalate. And, and, and they just all had these smiles and just ha, ha. <laughs> they're like they got in a car like this, like, oh, oh, oh. and I was like, I want that, and that's why I wanted that Escalade so much. And I, I you told enjoyed me that it. was like a real live commercial. It was like a real live commercial, and then it was, it was, it was, it was, it was symbolic. And and but not that money makes you happy. It's right up there with oxygen. It's yeah. really important, but it's not everything. And but that that was just a symbolic to remind me of like. You can be happy no matter what, but uh, yes, them toys actually add fun to it. Well, when you were ready to go to hotels, right? You had won an RFP mm-hmm. with seventy-five million dollars. Oh my goodness! You got to bring that up. Right? You really got to bring that up. Right? That's okay, man, because that was not a failure. That was just a very expensive <laughs> lesson. So you got your hotel degree from Harvard. Yeah, you know, yeah. so you. Well, I could have went to Harvard for what I paid for yeah, that. That's what I'm talking about. It I costs- mean, but but you know what? It was it was you talking to me that snapped me out because I was like, man, I wanted to bring you along for the ride. And you was like, I, you just like, man, I, that ain't what I do, Mike. Like, well, I just came out of bankruptcy, and I'm like, bro, we killing it. We buying <laughs> two, three, four hundred units a year. We killing it. Yeah, and then you were like, I want a hotel. Right, and right, then, right. But. You know, like me and you working together is different. Like we're going to push, mm-hmm. but you took kind of a back seat and you let the people with more experience come in. Yeah. And that's kind of where you found out like, Hey man, it, it kind of don't matter. Like it don't matter what kind of experience you got. It matters what you're willing to push. Yeah. And get what no, you I mean, want. we, we know people that don't have the skill set, but they got the drive. They got mm-hmm. the tenacity. And, but yeah, when I did that hotel, I'm, I'm, look, man, I was on the news. I was getting newspaper articles, people all around. You know, I was time. in the news back in the day, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, like, I was on all the news channels. I was on the top ranked uh, local magazines. And yeah, business career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then to go back, like, uh, yeah, that's. I had to go back and tell my he family. Was like, it's a legacy project. Yeah, I'm like, like, I'm going to leave money back for my family. In Ohio ain't no legacy there, man. <laughs> But, you but know, no, you was like when I, I failed and I was just like, man, he was like, Mike, what the hell is your problem? And I was like, man, I failed. And he was like, first of all, who do you know that ever attempted to build a hotel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nobody. Who do you know owns hotels? Well, this one guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, but but how many other people do you know even doing anything like this? Nobody. And then I just said, so what are you complaining about? You just learned something, tried something, nobody else do. And no one can ever take that away from mm-hmm. you. And you're going to leverage that to do something big. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. five years later, we're at it again. It wasn't even five years later. It was like three years later because I had just come out of bankruptcy. Then, you know, I'm getting this money, getting my multi-million dollar house. And I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm comfortable, right? Right. And you like, Nate, man, our kids can't manage the stuff we got. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It was hard, right? And so then you were like, man, I got this hotel. And then you were the hotel. And then I was like, man, I don't really know how I feel about that, Mike. Like, I don't know enough about hotels. And then you called me. 
He said, we got to close in tomorrow. <laughs> I said, uh, what we closing on? He said, uh, hotel. Mike is not a great communicator. <laughs> but I showed up, and I remember when I went bankrupt, there was this thing called a Cognovit note, and it's a big black box. I said, I never signed one of them again. And then so we flipping through the loan document, signing for the hotel, and I flipped this, and I seen that red, that black box, and I said, well, damn. I said, damn. I was like, man, I know Mike really want this. So I forged his name. <laughs> so, you know, I signed it, man, but I didn't want to. I was reluctant because it brought back that. Yeah. But then oh, I no. remembered that even if we fail, failure is not our final destination. Final is just a place that you go and learn along the way, right? Yeah. And so. And fear. Fear is the false evidence of things appearing real. Yes. And so Say that uh, again. False, false evidence, evidence appearing real. Fear. So false evidence appearing real. So get rid of all the fear. Then what do you replace it with? The BHAG. Big, hairy, audacious goals. Yes. And that's what we did. And then after failing, paying for my Harvard, the, the old not attending, yeah, yeah, yeah. but losing. Mm-hmm. We end up getting an eighty-one million dollar project in Sarasota. Man, that's you, man. So you're back, spin back around man. again. But not just that, Mike. We got a couple hundred million dollars in real estate. Absolutely. Probably two hundred million that we're working on their contract. Oh, right now. even bigger. So even bigger. But I'm talking about like. You remember we so, had said to go for a billion dollars in assets. No clue. Yeah, yeah, no clue. But we can hit that in, in three years, two years, maybe if we want. If we want to push it. But what's if the we key? Don't push it, it's but the thing with the reason why to share that, I'm like, I don't, I'm not here to share, like, talk about bragging about it. The reason I say that is, you have to come up with some goal that makes you so uncomfortable, and don't worry about how you're going to figure out how to get it done. But what's going to start happening is, okay, I set this goal. And instead of saying, I can't, you start saying, how can I? And as you continue to say, how can I, you begin to attract these things. You begin to start thinking differently. Like, well, if I do this, well, I'm going to do that or this. And then next thing you know, you find the path or someone opens up a path. Yes. Yes. So, so Mike, what, you know, so, you know, me and you both grew up poor, man. If you and say poor, I'm not saying poor, poor, like well, poor and poverty mindset, poor poverty mindset. And then today have you pretty much go out and make whatever you want. What would you tell? Because you went to college, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I know me and you got a different view of college. Right. 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 I think college is really great for going on spring break. <laughs> you think college is good for probably networking because you got a group of people that you hang with. Amazing group. Five yeah. people that you still close from college, right? Mm-hmm. I got, you know, I had a different experience. But so um, what would you tell somebody that's lost right now? 18 years old, never had any money, poverty mindset. What would you tell them to do that is going to change the trajectory and not just their life, but their great, great grandkids life? You know, you'll hear it all the time, education the key, but what are you educating yourself on? And so I would educate myself on what I can do to establish revenue. What can I do to establish equity? And there's so many different things out here that you could utilize to do that. I mean, I I got a young, I call my nephew, you know, school wasn't for him. But he started start reading about crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started reading about the stock market. And he started taking a little money. Now this kid, 18 years old. Yeah, he's 18. He he's the kid you should see technically working the front desk at the hotel or mm-hmm. the or the supermarket or big K or whatever you want to call it. He's sitting on 180 grand. Because wow. he was he even though with fear, he just seized the opportunity. And but I know multiple people like that. I got mo- we have multiple students that quit their jobs because they got the education, now, and they all started with nothing. Let me ask you about one of your students that I know, mm-hmm. right? Tim Vest. Mm-hmm. Tell me about him because what is it? He had zero units and went to eight hundred units in a year. What was it that you showed him, taught him? What skill sets did he already have that you helped? bring out in him that he was able to flourish really. So I'm going to say for the most part, I gave them the the path, the roadmap on what you need to do. Mm-hmm. 
now the rest is on you. You got to put that work in. He had a great work ethic. He was a corporate guy, had a corporate background, and he's done some entrepreneur things. Some he was successful, some miserable. So he had he 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 could see the future, but where he was weak at was raising capital. Mm-hmm. He did not want anything to deal with that. And I simply told him, he first, I'll never forget, he called me, he's like, Mike, do you really think I can do this? I was like, if anybody, you can, bro. Like, you have this, you have this. And and I was like, but I don't want to talk to people. I'm more of an introvert. Yeah, I was like, yeah, dude, yeah. I know you don't believe me. I was like, I'm an introvert. Like, I know you don't believe me. I get all big, and but when I'm at home, I don't want to talk to nobody. When I'm just with the fellas, I don't talk to nobody. They, matter of fact, my best friends hate calling me. It was like, you're so boring. I hope we catch him on a good day, right? And, but he took it and ran with it mm-hmm. with faith, with belief. And he was like, well, if you just do this, it'll eventually happen. And without that, he just started blogging. He started emailing. He started sharing his story. He started sharing his story with other, And then people started gravitating and he took action. The key word, education, the next is action. You know, I learned action was one of the key things. So many people talk about hope and hope. Yeah, that's something you need, but that's not a strategy to succeed. Action is the steps. I'll never forget when I I had a coach Mm -hmm. for real estate and um, she was like, I want you to write all your goals down. Right. And I wrote all my goals down. And then she was like, right after that, she was like, now you have to put action steps with it. I was like, what? She was like, yeah, you put action steps. And like, literally, what time you got to get up in the morning? When you get up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Well, I got to eat breakfast. You got to do this. Okay, now what are you going to do towards that goal? Well, I'm going to meet with so many clients. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make so many calls. And then I'm going to close them. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that. And I keep saying it over, over. You know, you create this routine. And... I was so amazed because I was like, oh, I was so busy praying for God. I was praying all over my goals and dreams, hoping God will make them a reality. But faith with no works is dead. So literally, you got to put that work in. And as you continue to work, as you continue to put the routine, as you continue to learn from the mistakes and educate yourself, because we went for a year trying to raise money and wouldn't get nothing. That's what I want to talk about. So me and you were talking about raising money because me and you are a little awkward for Cincinnati. We don't really mm-hmm. fit into this box where yeah. they want you to wear a suit. They want you to look a certain way and grow up with a certain crowd to give you money. Mm-hmm. Real conservative here, man. So I'm probably East Coast, West Coast, me and you would have been a, just fit in. Oh, we right? was in California, Florida, man. Oh, uh, man, we had to fit in, right? Florida, yeah. And so me and you went for after our investor died because he was giving us all this money. We ain't really need no. Right. So after that. We went almost two years, man, just buying lunch, buying dinner, trying to raise money. Maybe get twenty five, fifty thousand, yeah, maybe nothing. here there, but no big money. And then we take this guy out to lunch, and the guy said he was going to give us two million dollars. Mm-hmm. And what happened? Uh, we really needed that money. Yes, uh, really bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, but when I do deals, I wanted to be a good fit. I wanted to be a good match. And we turned them, we politely turned the million. Well, I politely turned the two million down. Well, no, no, no. So, so, yeah, but the real, like, we went in the parking lot and and you said, you asked me how I felt about the guy. I was like, man, I, I don't want his money. And you was like, man, I don't either. Right? Mm. And I was like, who's writing the letter? And he was like, all right. Yeah, no, it and, was, and, it was and, a great, I mean, he was a great person. Yep. It was just our, our our goals weren't aligned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We couldn't get him where he wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know, because he didn't want just – he wanted to learn everything and come with us. And, and we like, were nowhere in a position. Give me that $2 million. I got to chase, I gotta chase I, this deal. I ain't got time to money. talk to you. Yeah, I ain't got time for that. So, um, you know, man, that was that was a, a always do it your way. So was there ever a time when you felt like giving up? All the time, bro. Yes. Like, yes. like I, I, you know, be real, man. Like, we human. And and just because you got money, that, again, that doesn't make you happy. Like, I was becoming overwhelmed. Yes. And I'll never forget, I was sitting in the car, and one of my good friends, D. Brown, called me. 
And she was like, Mike, we got this. We got, you know, going over everything. And she says, I said, you know what? I'm tired. man. Like I'm wearing all these hats. Yeah. I'm a dad and I'm a husband. I'm 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 the investment guy. I got all these hotels. I got so many people responsible under me. Like one guy is between us. I mean, we technically were responsible for a couple of hundred, maybe a thousand people mm-hmm. employed yeah, from yeah, a yeah. distance. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of pressure. Like what? Each hotel for the twenty six people. Yeah. Thirty, so thirty, hundred and twenty. 150, yeah, yeah. then a construction site. They have easily three, 400 people. Yeah, so, but for me, I had that question earlier. I told people, along the way, I'm talking about along the way, did you want to give up? Like, yeah, all the, like, every who day. Wants, who wants to get punched in the face every morning? Yes. I would get up, and we ain't raising no money. Bow. Well, oh, here we go again. Bow. Hey, well, I, 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 earlier, I had that question. I said, look, I felt like giving up every day. <laughs> it was that hard, because we didn't have Mastermind course. We had nobody. We didn't have mentors. We had, and if we did, we didn't know if it was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so it was, it was it was tough, man. I remember, um, like every day I wanted to give up, but I would just put more work on my plate because I didn't like if all I was doing was busy working, I didn't have time to think about giving up. Absolutely. So like when you get that five minutes at four o'clock, you're like, I got five minutes, and you start thinking about giving up. Like, man, shut up. See, that's why I don't give you a break. That's why I don't give you a break. You always no, but that's negative. why. But that's why you got to surround yourself by other people that's doing it, that'll push you, that'll help you, that'll guide you. And it was just so happened. D. Brown called me that day and, and just like, Mike, this is what you work for. You finally here. You yeah. want to quit now? Yeah, 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 yeah. And even back then, somebody always got, and then next thing you know, we, and we get another hotel deal. We end up doing something with Les Brown, my idol. Yes. And now they yes. want to recruit. Just, you just met with Les Brown. Yeah. And, and so, so that's like, awesome, man. And, but, but other, oh, other wait, wait, people, wait. So other you, deals, other investors are just falling out of the sky right now. So we just like, sometimes you got to step back, man. Yeah. Step back. So what is it now that you want to do? I know you, you, you're working with the kids, you coaching, you know, you're going to be doing the traveling seven on seven league. You want to make sure that your kids have every opportunity to succeed in life, right? Which is what we do. Mm-hmm. But what is it that Mike Ely wants to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish through the rest of your life? Man, you already made success. Money, you ain't never going to have to worry about money again, right? Kids ain't going to have to worry about money. But no, I, I, we, I still want to be of service. I get my greatest joy of being of service. And when I serve, it comes back multifold. Yes, so that's what pushes me. And, and there's times I don't want to help, but I always want to be able to give. I want to be able to help that person uh, get through school or, or, or put them in the right direction. And, and that's just who I am. I want to educate. Mm-hmm. I want to continue to teach thousands, maybe millions of people on how to do real estate. Um, I, I just want to, I want to, and, and whether it's real estate, that you are deserving and that you can own your own business, that you can create your own cash flow, that you can generate income. It, all you have to do is change your thought process, change your mindset, and that you can be successful. You are successful. And that's it, man. You know, if I can do that, man, I did my thing and I left the legacy. Life is easy, baby. Yeah, yeah. Man, well, man, listen, where can people follow you at? Where can they learn more about what you do, how you were able to scale from no money to hundreds of millions of dollars in assets. Man, easy. Just come to our Facebook group, Apartment Investing Secrets. Uh, that's on Facebook, Apartment Investing Secrets, where we talk about all the different experience in real estate, hotels, apartments. I show you how to analyze deals, where to find the good in deals. I actually show you deals we're doing and how I'm raising capital. Um, you know, if you want to hit me on Instagram, it's Mike Ely at Mike, uh, well, at Mike Ely Nassau. But, you know, Apartment Invest Secrets for you guys ready to get busy. You want to learn, go to Apartment Investing Secrets. I'll teach you everything I know about apartments and hotels. And if you're ready, then you come under this mentorship that we do and take people to another level. Man, that's awesome, Mike, man. Well, I want to thank you so much, man, for not just doing this podcast, but always accepting me for who I am. 
you know, um, for always loving me. Mm-hmm. I love you too. I had a most amazing time with you all the time. Oh my gosh. Uh, I kind of wish I would have met you when I was drinking more, but then I'm glad I did. <laughs> I'm glad I did yeah, not yeah, meet yeah, you. Yeah, man. We've so, been two drunk bums. But man, every time I come out <laughs> to the house, man, I have an amazing time, man. And it's, it's nobody else I'd rather go on this journey through life with than you, man. You my truly man. have always been here. I love you dearly, man. Oh, man. Thank you, brother. All right, brother. Thank you, man. All right. Appreciate it. Hey, peace out. See ya. Thanks for listening to Lever Up Your Life. If you could do me a huge favor and go lever up my reviews, leave me a five-star review. I appreciate it. And if you guys want to keep the conversation going, reach out to me on Nate.Barger on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and get in our free Facebook group. We got over 200,000 members. B-R-R-R-R, invest. We'll see you in the next episode.